Welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson, and here with me is... Joshua Motosho. Awesome. So thank you guys for coming back on our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about great apps to invest in, uh, growth versus value stocks, and so many other things. So starting up with great apps to use for your investment or trading, I would recommend SoFi. I really like that app because it's easy to use. I like the interface as well as Weeble. What are some of your recommendations? Uh, funny thing is that like, I've actually never seen the interface of SoFi. Really? Yeah. It's really, I knew really like Shamat. That's that's his company. Yeah, I know. I know his company. I just never thought about it. <laughs> it's I really have my brokers cute. already. Huh? Oh, okay. So what do you invest in? Okay. So I have accounts with Ally Invest. Okay. I like that one because... Back when they used to charge people for transactions, you know, per trade, yeah, got charged. I had one of the lowest rates, oh. so that's where I, I started. It has a really account. ugly interface. Yeah. It's, really it's really difficult basic. to yeah. use. Too. I don't really like it. I might move soon, but I have Ally. Mm-hmm. I also use E-Trade. I like E-Trade. Yes. So I actually started using E-Trade a few months ago. Someone introduced me to it. I was like, huh, I actually like the interface. I like yeah. how it presents your profits and your losses. So those are the two. I really I, like. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily have accounts in like SoFi and Weeble. I've just uh-huh. downloaded it to see how oh. it looks. And it looks pretty good because I'm considering moving from Robinhood. I really, you really better. like. <laughs> no, but I actually, I know there's a lot of controversy from the hacking that occurred mm-hmm. to uh, the whole GameStop fiasco uh, to even recently with uh, crypto. But I really like the interface. It's really easy to use. You know what you want. And Forgive me, but I really like the confetti. Like when you <laughs> buy stuff, I know they mentioned something that it looks like it's on series, but I like it. I think yeah. it's, I think it's nice. It just made investing not look daunting and boring. So I really do like Robinhood. I think it's a great starter. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, and I'm mostly grateful to them because um, with them coming to the market. Other brokers had no choice. That's to a make cancel. it free. Yes. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for that. So I yeah. give them props. But apart from that, as you get more advanced, I mean, if you're just starting out, Robinhood is perfect. 100%. But as you start getting more advanced and you need more studies, different MAs and just more um, indicators, you'll see that, man, Robinhood really isn't sufficient, right? But for starters, Robinhood is very good. Yeah. Uh, Square actually is a pretty True. good one. I mean, I, I've never invested in, so I don't know how it looks like, mm-hmm. but I know, especially for buying, uh, crypto, Most it's really easy as well to use. It's like right there, but mm-hmm. I've never really used the interface, but I've heard pretty good huh. things about it. And Coinbase for digital yeah. currency. I love Coinbase <laughs> because there's so much, like Robinhood trades crypto. However, when you type some of these cryptos, they don't have it. You can't, like, I mean, you can see them, but you can't buy them. But Coinbase allows you to actually buy, buy them. And yeah, so I really like Coinbase just because of diverse. And they just uh, recently did their IPO. IPO yeah. Well, when they hear this podcast, it'll be like <laughs> three weeks after. But yeah, but definitely, I really like that as well. And another recommendation would be Acorn. I mean, that one you cannot like actively buy. At least for me, I haven't seen where you can actively buy it. But they take uh, like instead of like keep the change where you put it in your savings account, right? Mm-hmm. It takes it over and invest that money for you. And whenever wow. you're setting up your account, you have the choice. Yes, like being risky uh-huh. or not like risk averse or just risk okay. neutral type deal. So I'm guessing they would like invest in like risky assets. So for someone who's like have has no clue on what they want to do, uh, Acorn is like I think pretty decent in okay. my mind. But yeah, I think we'll move on over to. Value stocks versus 
growth stocks? Because I know a lot of people on CNBC will be like, oh, value stuff versus growth stuff. I know a friend of mine asked me like, hey, what does that mean? Is that like <laughs> a type of way to get like really good stocks or because we've been talking about good stocks. So what do you say about value stock versus growth stock? So now you mentioned is actually pretty interesting, you know, because when you asked that question, I started thinking about it already, you know, mm-hmm. what is a value or what is a growth stock? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you some of the things that jumps out to me if someone asks me that question, right? So the first thing I noticed about value stocks is that from a theoretical analysis perspective, they look undervalued, mm-hmm. right? That's one thing I noticed. And the second thing I've noticed about most value stocks, right, is that usually their stocks is, their stocks aren't that volatile. They don't move around a lot. Sure. So that's another thing I've noticed about a lot of value stocks. So you say they have more reliable returns. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, it's more stable. Okay. Yes. Another thing I also noticed, because they're not that volatile, mm-hmm. they're, they, the price of the stocks, typically in that um, class, they don't really perform as high. So as, you can't uh, expect like yes. 50% return probably or 10% not. return. <laughs> yeah. Nah, probably not. So those are just some things that jumps out to me when I hear the word value stocks. Okay. However, with growth stocks, right, yeah. the first thing I think of, because most of my portfolios is in um, growth stocks, Yes. is number one, their earnings expectation is really high compared to, in comparison to value. Yeah. Right? For example, look at a company like um, Tesla. Tesla, exactly. What we're expecting from Tesla, that's not what we're going to accept from a company like Coca Cola you know, <laughs> no, or, or Union or United, Pacific. Yeah. Or United or Caterpillar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's the first thing that jumps out to me. And number two, typically most growth stocks, they outperform the broader indexes. Yes. Right. Yes. Because a lot of investors are anticipating that, okay, they're going to grow this much. And we all know how important like growth in sales and EP is mm-hmm. in how stock prices move. And also more volatile, yeah. which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Like uh, DraftKings and Palantir and even Coinbase yes. is really volatile too. Mm-hmm. Because I know Kathy Woods mentioned that when uh, they observed that she was buying a lot of Coinbase and they asked her, what does she foresee? She she actually said that, hey, we foresee a lot of volatility with this oh, stock. Yeah, definitely. But they do expect a lot of growth and possibility, especially with uh, crypto uh, and crypto and digital assets on the rise, they are expecting more performance from them, something huge from them because you're just scratching the surface, basically. That's pretty good. I would also add, so now that you have spoken about growth and value stocks, I would also say that growth stocks, hence because they give a lot of reward, they're they're riskier. And they have spectrums of risky assets. Like for me, I would consider Apple a hybrid because it's not as volatile Yes. Right? So you can still see the stability. However, they still have so much growth potential. So Apple to me comes across as a little bit of both in my mind. I definitely agree. Yeah. So, but with usually with growth stocks, they are usually higher risk, but higher reward. While with value stocks, you see some kind of um, stability with them. So for me, I would just be like, hey, if you are young and you're investing, I don't, if you want up to more, it's subpar to invest in value stock, especially when you're younger and you have little money. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. If you ask me, I think it depends on you and your mm-hmm. risk profile. Like there's some people, they don't want to do with risk. Just give me my dividends and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with that. You know, we always speak about, you know, we're younger, we can take yeah. more risk because you can't start buying growth stocks when you're like 60 or 70, you know? At that all. is when you probably might want to be in value stocks, right? Yes. So the best might probably be a hybrid. Yes. You know? 
have some growth stocks and some of your favorite value stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, then find a perfect way. You don't want to do it 60, 40, 70, 30, 50, 50. Okay. You know, anyhow you want to do it. That, that's you smart. Know, that will fit your risk profile. Speaking of dividend, moving on from that, um, how do people make money in the stock market? I know this is like a really basic question, but people don't know, mainly because I had a friend who texted me. She was like, oh my gosh, I, I might have mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. But she was like, oh, I'm losing money. What do I do? And I was like, close the app. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? Just I mean, clo- Yeah, because like investing is really not for the faint of heart and people who are, you know, I would say finger happy, yeah. you know, like when something is happening. Because the thing people don't understand is whenever you see a stock going down or going up, in my mind, I would say it's notional, meaning it's not real until you sell that stock. So you don't actually lose any money until it's sold. That's true. Then you have said, yes, I am taking, cutting my losses, I'm losing money. And you actually don't really gain money until you sell, right? That's why, like you mentioned uh, previously, like when the stock is going up, take take gains, just keep taking because it might keep going up. But if you don't take any gains and it goes down, you made absolutely nothing. So how do you make money from the stock market? (laughs) So, um, in addition to what you said, not just in stocks, but almost anything in life, you yeah. know, there's usually some kind of risk, but managing risk properly, mm-hmm. you know, is how you make money in the market, mm-hmm. right? So, the two ways in which people make money in the stock market is, number one, dividends, yeah. and this applies mostly to value stocks, mm-hmm. right? So, typically, a lot of value, sto- um, value companies are in industries that aren't really growing anymore. They're either just, like, stabilizing and dormant, or some of them are even declining, yeah. Right. And a lot of these companies they have to find a way to keep their investors happy. So what do they do? They return cash. They return cash to their shareholders in terms of a dividend. So like giving them a piece of the pie. Rather, exactly. yeah. Some okay. of the profit like, huh? You know, we're kind of old. We don't have much to invest back in. So let's just give this money back to the shareholders. That signals <laughs> bad, bad to me because I'm like, why are you giving me this money? Because I'm thinking like, why can't you just reinvest this money in something and yeah. do so? So that already signals to me like is this company going to have a future? Because exactly. do you know actually some companies are crooked? <laughs> when they know that things are getting bad, they up their dividends True. to make sure that, oh, yeah, yeah That's a major cool, reflect. yeah. So not not necessarily. It's like, okay, when they're upping your dividends, mm-hmm. I would recommend you investigate why are they yes. upping your dividends? Because some of them do this to keep you happy, like you said, mm-hmm. but it's like, the company is basically yeah. trash. Because if they keep performing poorly, it's going to get to a point that, oh, we don't even have money to pay you that dividend. You know? yeah. So what happens then? <laughs> yeah. I I would personally like a company to reinvest that money because if they do that, it means that the business is going to be successful if if the investment yes. pays well, off. It's a hybrid. You know, yes. pay some dividend and you know, put some cash back in the nah, business. I don't need well. the dividend, really. <laughs> I really don't. Because like... I mean, with the numbers of shares I have, there's really nothing in it for me, really. That's true. Yeah, because like, for example, let's say uh, you have a dividend stock, right? And they give you 15 cents per share. You need to have like 100,000 shares to have 15K, mm-hmm. right? So 10,000 shares to have what? 1,500, right? Yes. And 1,000 shares to have what? 150? Yep. Can you see? Can you see the math? It's just, and it's like, how many people have money for that? Whereas, if I put it my money in a growth stock that's investing into their future, they grow by fifteen percent, and I already have all of that I would have gotten from dividend in my mind. Yeah. So definitely, that leads me to like the second part of the question. You know? Yeah. 
And the other way we make money from stocks is through appreciation in the actual stock price, the yes. stock value, right? We call it capital appreciation. Yes. And this pertains mostly to um, growth stocks. Mm-hmm. Value stocks can experience this as well, you know, because let's look at the reopening, the reopening trade, right? Yeah. Over the past five to six months, we saw um, companies that got hammered, your hotels, your airlines, your, you know, Dave & Buster's, this kind of companies, you saw a resurgence, you know, we call it the reopening stocks. Yeah. Right? So even in some cases, we can have some of these value stocks trade like growth names, mm-hmm. you know, when there is something attached. Right, we we do we do see and we believe that when the economy reopens, it's going to be like a boom. You know, yeah. People have been at home for so long, so what's going to happen to the airlines? They're going to be overbooked. What's mm-hmm. going to happen to a company like Boeing? They're going to have to make and deliver more planes. Right, yeah. so those kind of special aspects can make value stocks look at growth stocks. True, but apart from that, you know, growth stocks like maybe the, the Teslas of the world, the other solar companies of the world, the EVs of the world, cybersecurity companies. You know, they make their money from Increasing your stock prices. And this happens from different things. It could be if they beat earnings, maybe mm-hmm. they announce something very special, then their earnings, boom, the stock goes up, right? It could also be like a press release. Are they going to do a deal? So a good example is yeah. this company called Cloudflare. And what they do is they work with kind of like the internet and security. Mm-hmm. They announced a deal with NVIDIA Oh yeah, last week and boom, the stock went up. Nvidia, right. the chip company, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cloudflare's stock went up just based off of that news. Hey, they're so, attached <laughs> to a really good company. That's exactly. why. Because I can't imagine if they announced the news with like United, <laughs> nothing's going to come. Nothing's going to happen. And I really, really like companies like Nvidia and even Google because they have this unique ability to reinvent themselves uh, given the time. True. So it's like. Because when you would think about NVIDIA, you would think, first of all, they're just a chip company. You know, just mm-hmm. make they just make chips for, like, computers and stuff. But now with, you know, growing technology, they're entering into the medicine space, you know. They're entering into other, like, technology spaces yeah. even more so. They're now, people are now really dependent on them. So I really like companies that are able to reinvent themselves. Hence why I really like growth stocks, for sure. So now, moving on to likelihood of actually making money what's the likelihood <laughs> that these stocks will actually go up because someone would be like okay if i invested in a growth stock i could lose everything in my money whereas if i invested True. in a value stock i could lose everything but at least i still kept to, i get to keep that dividend so what's the likelihood of actually making money let's go into like the ugly part of investing mm. So I like you brought up that question because, again, I would say it depends on your risk profile. Mm-hmm. Remember, the stock market is a game of patience. If you put your money in today and you're waiting for 100% tomorrow, like, you're not going to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get that. You'll be like me when I invested in Kodak at $60. Oh, my gosh. Still there. <laughs> oh, back yeah. over there. Yeah. But anyways, you know, there is a likelihood you lose everything. Yeah. Whether growth or value. Man, look at 2001, 2008. Look yeah. what happened, you know. Even look at what happened in February and March. A lot of people got scared out of the market. Yeah. Right? So the likelihood is always there that you lose all your money. But it... The possibility is on the lower side. Mm-hmm. It can happen, but it's highly unlikely. But doesn't that depend on if you are invested in good companies? Though? Definitely. That because is if you are invested thing. in like, I know, I believe, let's say, for example, Elizabeth Ohm's a woman who had that technology yeah, that she was Theranos. working on. Yeah, it was, private, it was a private company. Yeah, though. but I'm just mm-hmm. imagining if it was public, mm-hmm. right? 
and people invested in it and her the thing didn't work. Oh, it didn't yeah. even exist. So it would be worth even zero. Enron, Enron yeah. went from like a hundred dollars to like two cents. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it depends. You know, but if you're invested in at least a decent company, you will be fine. And the truth is the market doesn't go just go up in a straight line. Yeah. Right. If you see any stock that's just going up in a straight line, be nervous. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's some GameStop stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. So typically what happens is the, a stock will go up. It might consolidate, it might retrace, then it'll start the next leg up. That's how the market works. It doesn't sure. just shoot up. And that's why we always try to get in where everyone is panicking. Mm-hmm. So we can get in at a very good price. Yeah. So whatever whatever happens, we're fine. True. I really like what this guy called Peter Lynch said. He said the stock market really isn't gamble. It's not really gambling as long as you pick good companies that you think will do well and not just because of the stock price. So oh. usually that's what... that. What that's when people get trapped is that they're just going after the chase of when the stock is going up because, oh, the price is going up. Like yeah. you said, when people are getting in the chase, they just get stuck holding <laughs> the bag because like everyone takes profit and you're trapped yeah, exactly. like me again with Kodak. <laughs> no, because it didn't it make happens. sense. It didn't make sense why I did that. Because I remember that morning, right? Kodak was around 10. It went up to like $10, right? Mm-hmm. Then in the afternoon, it went up to like, no, not still in the morning time, went up to $20. And I was like, dang, it's too expensive, right? Then I saw it at 60 <laughs> for some odd reason. I was like, ooh, now I should get it. And I, I was like, then later I started researching. I'm like, why would I even think this was a good idea? Again, it's just the chase. That's just to show you, even people who are experienced or who have good decent knowledge about it still get trapped in the chase it's just a game of discipline i guess definitely i feel like the way the market works it's kind of like inverse the way human emotion is haven't you noticed like when a stock is going up everyone is rushing into it but typically that's when smart money starts taking profit you know Mm -hmm. when the stock starts skyrocketing oh they're like okay let's start selling you know small by small right and when everyone is panicking and selling shares and running for the hills Mm -hmm. that is when smart money comes and say okay Okay, this is yeah. undervalued. I'm going to buy some. I'm going to buy some here. Yeah. You know, so that's why, you know, it's good to learn the psychology of the market. For me, yeah. it is just as important, if not more important than even fundamental yeah. or technical analysis. That's that psychology aspect. Because, man, it can play with you, you know. Yeah. So moving on to a stock that I think is pretty cool and I have been researching a little bit more into it is DraftKings. What uh, do you think about them? I mean... I, I remember the first time I heard about DraftKings. It was actually a SPAC. You know, it was yeah. one of the better SPACs. Yeah. Right. And it's a great company. You mm-hmm. know, today I hear a lot of people, especially my friends, oh, are you going to bet on this game? Are you going to bet? So betting has become yeah. a thing because everyone is looking for a form of secondary income. Yes, right? passive income. Yeah. <laughs> passive income. So, and betting has become one of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DraftKings, they have a fantastic management, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it was last week, Thursday or Wednesday, I saw the news that said DraftKings just got a deal with the NFL to be like yes. their official betting partner or something like that. Yes. You know, I'm, that is huge. That is huge news. Did people ever bet with the NFL? I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've... So, yeah, but... It is a big yeah. deal. So it's huge because they really don't really mess with people a lot in the NFL. So that's actually pretty huge. Yes. But yeah, that's one company I'm excited to see what the future holds for them. And they've been getting uh, upgraded a lot recently. So I am, and I feel the price is pretty decent. And you have like exclusive deal with a major sporting firm. So Mm -hmm. I I think 
that or a sporting association. So I think that's pretty cool. Yes, I mean Good. the stock traded in the sixties and seventies, and it's kind of dropped down when it's exactly kind of that's consolidating. Like, huh. So this is a decent point to start accumulating a position. You know, don't go crazy, but <laughs> no, don't, don't start accumulating. Don't buy all your stocks on the same day. Start I think it's a like I think uh, I think the goal here is to you know put some stocks on people's radars. Not mm-hmm. say we're not giving any recommendation to buy or not to buy. It's just <laughs> hey, we Take saw this. Day. It's pretty interesting. You could take a look at it and, you know, send in questions or whatever you might have about the company. But yeah, that's all we have for you today, folks. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye, guys.